Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for peach lovers peach everywhere. Lovers everywhere. I'm Cody, and I'm Tyler. When was the last time you ate a peach? Yeah, that's what I thought. What did we watch today, Tyler? Parasite. <laughs> we watched Parasite. Uh, yeah, that's what we watched. And there's peaches in the movie, and you, you know I like heavily peaches. featured. I would say peaches are heavily featured. As far as fruit goes in a movie, pretty good. Yeah, they were sponsored by the. I believe they're sponsored by the Peach Board and Marshall Speakers. Yeah. Uh huh. There was one Marshall speaker that I noticed. Which means there were 50 that I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So am I summing up this storyline, or are you summing up the storyline? Oh, I was going to mention, <laughs> this is probably the first time in six months I, I have no caffeine in my system. Yeah, Pressure. I can tell. This is, I thought it was going to be good. It's been bad. Ugh. So do you want to tell us about the movie? I'll tell you all about the movie. All right, oh. let me just break it down for you, right? Are you timing me? Have we started? Is it happening? You've wasted at least four seconds oh, okay. of your time. So it's, uh, there's a family, they're poor. There's a family, there's rich. The poor family, they work for the rich family. Kind of, yeah. They're, they're poor. The mom, she used to throw stuff, whatever that Olympic sport is. Where is you a hammer throw? Hammer throw. I believe it's the good. hammer throw. So she used to do that. They're not doing so well. They full boxes, but they don't do it very well a quarter of the time, which might be the dad's fault, might not be the dad's fault. We'll get into that later. But then they, you know, they, uh, rich family, poor family, they hook up in ways, and hilarity ensues. Sure does. Cody? Oh yeah, clarity. Yeah, so great job. Who is the parasite? Oh, you asked the question. We're all the parasite. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're the parasite on Mister uh, Bung Jun Ho. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, suckling at his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you how'd you feel? So this is my second time seeing this movie. I guess I'll tell you how I, how I felt. Yeah. I saw this movie, and frankly, the air conditioning was a little too strong in the movie theater. I almost moved my seat, to be honest. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little too cool. I still liked the movie, and watching it again now with the more appropriate air conditioning, I, I liked it just as much. Yeah. But did you like it more because the air conditioning was more appropriate? Well... Yes, I did. Also, I saw this movie alone, and so seeing it with someone else in the, so, I would say air conditioning's about eighty percent of my enjoyment of a movie. Yeah, it's rather sensitive. Like an old, sometimes I'll bring a cardigan into the movie theater. You know, yeah, kind of yeah. like a grandpa at at a diner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. me. That that was always a treat, and we would. Back when we could go see me, th- movies at the theater, I tried to say that backwards and I said it the right way. 
I tried to say theaters at the movies. <laughs> you tried to say it wrong. I tried to say it wrong because I almost said it wrong. So I'm like, I'm going to lean into it. And then saying it backwards, said it forwards, which made it right. Which made it wrong for what I... Anyway, here's the point. I like it cold. So it was always mm. funny when we would go to the movie the movies together and you'd be like oh just gonna bring a jacket and i'm like it's a hundred degrees oh, outside yeah. oh i literally i've got a jacket that's about as about as thick as a piece of paper mm. and it's only purpose it serves is to block air conditioning from touching my skin that's basically what it does let me tell you it works it's a delicate balance so yes i did enjoy the movie uh, as a virgin watcher of parasite mm-hmm. how'd it go for you it went good. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was as good as everybody. It's it got built up so high, so high, Cody, and I'm sitting here thinking, "Is okay." Oh, it was okay. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm struggling to remember what because it won Best Picture. The year it came out, right? Yes, it I did. What did it go up against? I don't remember. Well, I pulled that up because I knew we'd talk about it. Yeah. Right, the other nominees for Best Picture, some of which we've done on this podcast. Oh. Ford versus Ferrari. Mm. The Irish Man. Oh, yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Mm. Joker. Mm. Little Women. Mm. Marriage Story. 1917. Huh? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So we've done three of those. Here's the thing. I'm going to hit you with a curveball. Hit me. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the best movie on that list. You think so? I think so. Honestly, I was very... I had no idea going to this Oscars which one would win. And I had like my list of ones I wanted to win. Like I would have liked Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win. Actually, I didn't mind this one winning at all because I thought it was a great movie. It was on like... I keep a ranking of the movies I watch in a year. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it wasn't like my top 10 or maybe even top 5. I thought it was great. Um, and it's cool that it made so it made history. It was the first foreign language film to win Best Picture. Yeah, because it's got its own category, and that there's always like you know that happens, but it's the first one to actually win. Which is pretty yeah. cool. He's a really interesting director. Yeah. And so did what? What was that movie that Netflix made that won some? I thought that Marriage one, Story, The Irishman. No. I think those are both Netflix movies. The, yeah, but it was a different year. It was the one that it's. You said it was bad because it's just a movie about like a poor family in Mexico and nothing. Oh, oh happens. Roma, Roma, Roma. Didn't that win Best Picture or something? I don't think it won Best Picture. I know it was nominated. Certainly, what one? I don't think it won that year. I was very nervous about it winning that year. It wasn't a bad movie. It was actually a pretty good movie. Best. It won Best Foreign Language. Oh, okay. But it didn't win Best Picture. Did it get nominated though? Was it, it did get was nominated. That the big deal? Oh yeah. wait, I, mean, I think it might have. Yeah, it was nominated for best motion, best picture. Okay, the that came out before Parasite, right? Yeah, that was because it was a big deal. It got nominated. I think it was one year before. Yeah, it was one year before, so it was just last year. And then this one won as a foreign language. Show. Yeah, I do think it says a lot that as someone who you just they kept the subtitles really simple, and I think it helped it be popular outside of Korea. Yeah, because there wasn't a ton. You didn't have to constantly worry about am I keeping up with what everybody's saying and stuff. So they managed to tell the story with very little or simple dialogue. Yeah, I read a little. There's some trivia where like he he brought on um, like an English screenwriter to help like make sure all of that would like transition smoothly. I guess, yeah. 
and they do use some like English words, which I know is like a thing in a lot of like Asian languages where it's like, you know, you get borrowed words in all kinds of languages, but there's a lot of yeah. borrowed English words in like Korean or Japanese. Yeah. Um, so they do that in this movie, but I think part of the reason they do it is to like kind of link it with English a little bit and emphasize some of the ideas. Well, isn't it Korean? They do a lot of like phrases and stuff in English just because there's been American soldiers there for so long. There's so many Americans that speak English mm-hmm. there. Yeah, maybe. But I, I mean, it's kind of like Japanese. It's cool to do things in English. So you'll be watching an anime, and it's like, oh, they said something in English. Yeah, because it's cool. And they get the word "water" tattooed on their shoulders. Yeah, they I do. did see a picture of a girl in Japan that had her an English word tattooed on her shoulder. Oh yeah, and uh, it really is. It was a special experience. So you're telling me. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you think beats this out? I think, here's the thing. My favorite on that list is Jojo Rabbit. What I think is the best film, personally, as a professional, semi-professional amateur movie critic. Yeah. I think Once Upon a Time. Better than 1917. Yeah. If I was voting for best picture at the Oscars. Yeah. Which we can only dream, you know. Right. I would say yeah, but as far as which one I think personally I think is to me the best one would be 1917 just because it's the coolest in my opinion. But you know, it's a war movie. Yeah, it is. It's a weird mix of movies, and I feel like The Irishman wasn't as good as it should have been. Ford B. Ferrari was like a very good blockbuster movie, but I wouldn't know if I would quite put it in Best Picture. But it was a great movie. Joker was come on, we're not let's please no. Heavens no, let's yeah. not. Let's not let it be Joker. Little Women was very good. I don't know if it was quite best picture good. Did you see all these movies? Oh yeah. Marriage Story was actually I thought very good. And I wouldn't have been upset if it had won. Mm, I don't know, but uh, like my top four would have been Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, nineteen seventeen, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I just I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It made me somebody who generally hates those kinds of things, like the like Hollywood drama stories. Yeah, made me go like, I love this movie. Yeah, and Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. Like the artist won Best Picture, and that's all about the silent film era. And you know, uh, what was the other one La La Land like came this close to winning be- to like winning Best Picture, and it won a bunch of other awards. Like they mm-hmm. love movies about Hollywood. So oh yeah could have been the one and it said they picked a dark horse of like a korean subtitled movie with exactly zero white people in it here's a question for you it's kind of cool no there's that one white dude he's german but he is white he stands in the window (laughs) the man who stands in the window yes man who stands in window and his family in the background no lines no lines but we do learn they're german that's a good point uh do you think the fact that there were a lot of really good ones that didn't, none of them seemed to really peek out over the other ones, split the vote, and that's what, what allowed this that, one to that could be. shine? That could be. I think people are skeptical of the Oscars, but they have like an independent accounting firm count the votes, and no one knows who's voting for what. I'm not that skeptical of it. I just think, in general, you're like, yeah, old white people are going to vote for old white people movies, and they're making the Oscars more diverse. They're making the Academy more diverse. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it is. It's a wide berth of movies. It's kind of a weird mix. Like, if you look at Little Women and Joker alone, you're like, those should never be in the same category <laughs> of anything. You know, it's like, yeah, you picture two different, more different movies. 
But if you think about it, it does seem like they those are all from different genres and they're the best of their genre. Yeah, I mean, Which, it's cool that they're all different. So I feel like that's how it should work, though, right? Uh, in a perfect world, sure. You know, like, this is the best foreign film, and the, these yeah. were the best of that one, and this was the best of this one. And okay, well, then where's Midsummer? You tell me that. Midsummer. Where's the best horror movie? It was made by A24. That's all you need to know. And they're never going to get an Oscar nod. They're never uh, going to get an Oscar nomination. They will. Did they? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, they've made a lot of movies. I don't know. I've seen a I also lot of feel movies like is the thing. Their movies are also so divisive. Like, there's The Witch, which you love, I hate. And that's the same with everybody. Either you love it or hate it. Midsummer's the same way. Either you love it or hate it. Yeah. You know, High Life. You hate it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Under Those are recommendations you can have of High Life. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two I've heard. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Enough monkeying around, all right? Yeah. Enough monkey business. I think it's time. <laughs> Bindi. Yeah. Bindi, I should tell you, if you put anything on the arm of the couch, at some point Bindi will knock it over. Yeah. That's her favorite thing to do. She's just staring at me now. So I think it's time for you to hop in the back of my Benz. Oof. Oh, yeah. You got a Benz? Oh, yeah. Is it black? It's a, it's a Ferrari Benz. <laughs> and where are we going? We're going to go to... Uh, an unnamed city in Korea. We're gonna yeah. live there in a sub basement forever, together, yeah. as a team. I'm ready. Metaphorical. Yeah. I counted three times and then I stopped counting. I'm pretty uh, there sure there was at least four, probably six. Yeah. I realized I stopped making hash little little tick marks here. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's why I think I'm happy this one won Best Picture. Okay. As good as... I like a good movie about whatever, right? Right. Good war movie, 1917, great. Right? Jojo Rabbit, also a good war movie, too, but a very different kind, right? Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hollywood fantasy, whatever, you know, cool. Marriage stories, like classic drama, whatever. You know? Let me stop you right there. We just passed into... Spoiler Town, Korea, North Korea, in South Korea, USA. Oh, wow. That's the first time. Here's what sets this movie apart. It's yes. about something. Is it? It is metaphorical. It's very metaphorical. I don't know. Not that the other movies aren't about. They are. But this one, more than anything, I feel no. like, has like themes and messages throughout it that are like super timely. And so it's kind of cool... That there's a foreign movie that speaks to like a very current thing, right? The whole eat the rich thing. That's what I feel like the movie's kind of about. It's about yeah. class and it's about like poverty and being rich and you know the different advantages and attitudes of those people. And it's for that, it's a really interesting movie. And that's why it's kind of cool on Best Picture because I feel like of everything, it had the most threaded into it. Yeah. I know. At least for me, when I'm like scaling how good a movie is. That's one thing that'll put it above the others. Like, oh, was it about something? Because sometimes if it comes to something I just enjoyed versus something I enjoyed, oh, and it, like, has some sort of a moral or a metaphor or something, then, like, well, I think that shows better, more, it's more artistic, more filmmaking, therefore best picture material, right? Right. Wrong. Wrong. The best movie was Godzilla. 
Yes. <laughs> you, you're telling me this came out of the same year as Godzilla King of Monsters, which I saw front row in the IMAX. Let me tell you, Cody. That is the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. If you go to see a Godzilla movie, everybody was listening. Next time you go see a Godzilla movie, front row of an IMAX. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. You know that row that people would only sit in if all the other rows were filled? Yes. Yeah. It's the best one. (laughs) Especially when they're like right up on him. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, what were you saying about Korean poverty or something? Here's the thing. In the movie, here's what I realized. And I'd seen someone kind of talk about the class thing of it. And so rewatching it, that was kind of in my mind. Mm -hmm. In the very beginning, you see that the apartment's a semi-basement, right? So it's like half basement and then a little bit like at street level. Right. Their toilet is, like, the highest point in their apartment. Like, they all live lower than the toilet. <laughs> like, that's where the family's at. And I feel like that was a good way to start the movie. Be like, this is where these people are at. And they live here in this apartment. And, like, a bug spray person, get like, a fumigation person comes by through the street. And they're like, ah, oh, don't close the window. We'll get free fumigation. You're like, oh, these people are going through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, they're, they're, like, they're at that level of poverty. Holding like, their phones in every corner of the house. Trying to, to find Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to those people who are in like an apartment complex and they got a special little sub Wi-Fi that they don't put a thing on. Yeah. You know, you got your guest Wi-Fi. Yeah. Those people, they're the real heroes. The real heroes. Nobody's out here shouting them out. I've never had to use them, but I know people do use them. Yeah, they do. I'm sure you see like 500 devices connected to that Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. And everyone's getting their identity stolen. But Everybody. when your credit score is five, who cares? <laughs> you know? I think this movie is subtitled, and I don't speak Korean, but I do think Korean is very pretty. It's very mm-hmm. pretty. It's like, especially when the actors are being more expressive, it's like a very sing songy language. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I've probably told this story before. I'll tell it again. I had a roommate in college. <gasps> there were 11 of us living in one house. Oh, yeah. And it was as amazing as you can imagine. Yeah. His name was Han Sol. He had never seen the movie Star Wars, and he had no idea why we thought his name was so cool. Just like Han Solo. So we called him that. He never talked to us. <laughs> anyway, he had a really cool rice cooker that spoke to him in Korean and made fun musical sounds and it would say when rice is ready. I, I assume that's what it's saying. It was in Korean. I didn't speak it. Speak the language. He explained to me the difference between Korean chopsticks and Chinese chopsticks. And then at the very end of this, that's about everything I talked to him about, right? the very end of the semester, his fiance we kept, you know, like we knew he had, showed up and helped him pack up his apart, pack up his room. And I was like, oh, she's real. And they were shouting back and forth up and down the stairs. And I was like, this is the most adorable thing I've ever heard. I love you, you know? Like, I don't know you, but as a couple, I love you. Mm-hmm. I proposed marriage right on the spot. And they said they don't speak English. He said, I don't speak English, which I know wasn't true. And uh, they made their way. Yeah. Yeah. Hansel. 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 Mm. As in Han Solo. Yeah. So uh, I think Korean is a pretty language. It is pretty. I've heard it's very difficult to learn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In contrast, so the main character who is the son of the whatever, the poor family. What's his name? I forget his name. Kevin. Oh, his English name is Kevin. His fake yeah. English name is Kevin. Uh, he gets tipped off from his friend that, hey, I was tutoring this family. 
and uh, I want you to tutor him because I really like this this girl, <laughs> and I'm gonna marry her one, or I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her out when she's like college stage or whatever. Yeah, I don't want anyone else she's over there. She's a sophomore. I can trust you. Okay, I don't know the age of consent laws are in Korea. Don't make me Google age of consent. I don't know the age of consent again. laws in North Korea. I don't know them in South Korea. I know age of consent laws in Japan. Very low. De- but, but technically. But most cities and places have additional set it ordinances. As Eighteen. Mm, just Everybody like, makes them out as these. Just how like consent people. laws, I think, in the U.S. are set by the state too. So like Alabama's is like sixteen or something ridiculous. It's fourteen, I think. But oh, most cool. cities set it at eighteen, and counties set it at eighteen. And there's very few places where it's. That's lower. how the laws should be. All right. Yeah. They should only be city laws. It should be mayhem. You go from one city to the next city, you should have no clue what's going on, yeah. what the deal is. Let's devolve back into city-states. Let's please do. So he gets hooked up with this tutoring job. He has to pretend to be a college student, whatever, but it's fine. He does it. It's just like the difference of them living below a toilet, and then when you go to the rich person's house, he has to like walk up the stairs. You go up to it. They have their own like private garden, and it's beautiful, and the house is amazing. Yeah, which in a... Densely packed Korean city must cost at least two hundred dollars. At least, easy. Yeah. Would you? Here's a real question, though. Would you live in that house? <laughs> yeah. If I gave you however much that house costs, and I said go buy any house, would you pick that one? <laughs> That's why I'm asking you. Is that like the kind of house you would buy if you had that much money? Sure. Why not? Yes. Okay. What I about want, if you okay. owned a VR tech company? <laughs> yeah. That seems like the right house. Here's the thing. Here's what I learned about this house. Um, they built all that. They built a lot of like the sets to look exactly how that was. It seemed like one note I read said they built that all as a set. The other note I read was like, oh, it was there, and then they built sets for all these other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think they built the house. I'm not sure that's correct. But the director worked with a consultant on it, mm-hmm. like design it or whatever, and the consultant was like, nobody would ever build a stupid house like this. <laughs> it's like the stupidest way to build a house. No one would ever do this. But I, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I liked I like that they did that, and I was like, oh, this really eccentric um, architect built the house, and he's moved, so then we moved into it. Here's the thing. Hmm. This consultant, I'd like to take him down, introduce him to a couple houses that I've seen in Florida. <laughs> like, let's, let's show you what some crazy rich architects will do. Yeah. Let's have you rethink this. Well, didn't you and I watch like an episode of like the most extraordinary homes? Oh yeah. Or something Love that one show. time. Yeah. I've only seen the one episode. It was really interesting. I love it so much. There's some crazy like, people. Concept out there. homes that cost just a million like you have to get a dude to design the whole thing for you. Yeah. It's crazy. They're so good. And that show on Netflix, oh they got it's two delightful British people. And they just go and stay a night in the house. The guy has what looks like $12,000 crayons. That's the only thing I know about architects. They have their architect chalk, mm-hmm. which is just super expensive crayons. Yeah. I love a pricey crayon. You can feel it, you know? Yeah. It's those uh, scented ones, you know? Yeah. 
Remember scented crayons. Remember scented markers? Oh. Who thought that was a good idea? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's our generation not better for having huffed those fumes. I mean, I think I feel like I'm smarter, <laughs> personally. Um, I like the plot of the movie. I don't know. Maybe what I like most about the movie is the way it kind of blends everything together. Because it is a drama. It is very funny. It could almost be considered like just a dark comedy at times. Mm-hmm. And other times it's like a straight up thriller. Yeah. Crime. It's like a high, not a high, con movie, you know? So yeah. it's really, I think in that way, it's really strong too, where it kind of like blends a couple different genres together. And that's hard to balance, I think. That's another reason I think it's up there for best picture. Here's a real question. In 30 years, do you think this will be remade by Guy Ritchie? Well, it's like, what's the other Korean movie, Old Boy? Like, eight years later, they remade it with, uh, what's his name from Deadpool? The guy, the Cable. Who plays Cable in Deadpool? Thanos. Thanos. He plays Thanos in Avengers. Think about it. Josh Brolin. Yes. I keep wanting to say Josh Brolin and uh, Elizabeth Olsen, you know? And everyone's like, well, that was... (sighs) All right. (laughs) You know? And I was like, oh. And same thing with uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. They made it, and they're like, yeah, let's do an American one. They're like, yeah, it's yeah, kind of the same. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll redo it. They'll hand the reins to Guy Ritchie, because he's the only one that makes sense to do it, and everyone will have a Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. So, and the whole movie will take 13 seconds. <laughs> That's the future. It's all Quibi. Uh, I've, been getting, I've been getting my Quibi on. Here's what makes me mad about Quibi. What? Bring it in close here. Everything they show me, I like, and I hate it because I want to watch it and I can't. I think Chance the Rapper is doing a version of Punked. They're like re- rebooting Punked on Quibi. Have you seen the thing for Bad Decisions with Adam Devine? No. Here's where they show. They're like, these kids need their treats. Get out there. And a guy jumps out the truck, but it's they're driving a treats like an old, like a... 50s snack wagon or something you know like ice cream truck but it sells other stuff yeah but they're on like one of those cliffside roads <laughs> in like south america uh-huh. and he's just like oh it almost falls down the cliff and has to grab onto the thing and he has to like shimmy along the truck the whole time adam divine's on the loudspeaker like the kids need the treats <laughs> and i'm just like i want to see <laughs> what and why before that and after <laughs> this moment but I have to pay, like, I don't even... Here's... How do you even you get You have to Quibi? pay at least four Quibbies to get what access is, to Quibi. What's a Quibi? Well, how do you get Quibi? Where, who do I contact? I feel like what you do to get Quibi is you drop... You go it's like through, asking, how do you get swagger? That's like asking, where do you get your mojo from? You know, you don't... You can't... If you have to ask the question, you don't have it. It's like you call a phone line and someone from the future sends a message to the past to have someone meet you there, but they're already there when you get there. Right. It's like, it's kind of like Looper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just a baggage dropped in a discreet location with funds. Yes. I'm like, well, here's my quiddies. Yeah. Here's the one thing I know. I only know one thing about Adam Devine, and it is that he is from Omaha. He's also very funny. He's a comedian. He voiced, we watched the, last, the final Ice Age movie, probably the final Ice Age movie. Hey, now. You know once once okay, once climate change really goes downhill and we live on an icicle planet, 
You know we're going to reboot Ice Age. Yeah. But here's what's important and what I need you to know. Talk to me. He voices a mammoth. A fat mammoth Ooh. with tiny little stubby legs that kind of bounce walks. Okay. And he's very happy. Yes. And he calls Manny Bro Dad. <laughs> I've seen one Ice Age movie. How many are there? Five. Here's the thing about DreamWorks. <laughs> they don't know when to quit. All right? I don't care if Ice Age 5 was the best Ice Age. You don't make... Fi- Look, this is not Land Before Time, okay? You can't make more... Okay, I know that there's four Toy Story movies now, all right? I understand that, but here's the thing. They're all pretty good. Hmm. How many Shreks need we have? How many Shark Tales do, must there's they suffer There's only one through? Shark Tale. There's only one. How many... Unfortunately. How to Train Your Dragon. You know, there's diminishing... Have they no shame? No. They have large bank accounts. So anyway, about this Korean movie. Jessica. How about this? So he gets his sister to be the art tutor for the the little boy. Art art therapist. Yeah. Jessica. That's her uh, name. Her Uh uh, English name. She pulls Jessica pulling some power moves. Am I right? Yeah. She's out here. She's conning her. She does a good. She's a good cons woman. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. She makes up art stuff. I mean, the wife is very gullible. The rich wife lady. Yeah. But they. She does a great job conning. She does. She comes in with confidence. Right. That's the thing. Well, I think like there's one point in the movie where like the dad is like, yeah, but this family is like really gullible, right? And I'm not so sure. If you come in with confidence. You can get through a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. And furthermore, the word of mouth recommendation thing, I do think, is very powerful. Oh, yeah. Especially in, like, the well-to-do community. Yeah. Which is, I think, they and they knew that. That's the whole reason they didn't say, he didn't say, like, oh, my sister's good with art. She can help him or something, you know? Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, I made up this whole thing. I have thing. this connection, and oh, I think she, was, she studied abroad for a while, and... You know, like really talk her up and make it yeah. seem like they don't know each other. And yeah, like I could try to reach out, figure it out. Yeah. Means a lot more than my sister's good with art, right? You know, they're pretty smart. It, they're pretty smart about it. Yeah. So that's my. That's another question. Have they done this before? Ooh. I did. One of my notes right here that got is that this boy got some mad hustle. He got the hustle. It's a hustle film, certainly. Yeah, it's a hustle where they're not trying to. Usually in this situation, it's like, all right, so this family is gonna go on like a trip and they're gonna rob them, right? But no, they're just wanting to be employed. Yeah. So it's a hustle film with very like wholesome core to it. Of they're not trying to rob these people; they just don't think they would hire the whole yeah. family, so they're lying that they're not related. Yeah, but it does also just get so dark at times right because they have to get everyone else fired you know it's like okay the first two positions were open right the tutor and the art teacher those were open positions but then they get the driver fired yeah granted he was a little he was a little little pushy creepy little pushy but he was less pussy once she said he she had a boyfriend but that's also the thing a girl shouldn't have to say she has a boyfriend exactly to get a guy not to be pushy that's what i'm saying and then the poor housekeeper woman, although she's also taking advantage of the family. Oh, yeah. Very much so, as we learn later. Anyway, but they 
they get hurt. I mean, they got hurt good. Let's be real. Yeah. Because they get some peach fuzz and they sprinkle around her because she's super allergic. And then, they, which gets her to the doctor, they take a selfie of him and she's in the back. And I was like, wasn't she at the doctor? I thought she was over talking about her tuberculosis or something. And then they put hot sauce on the napkin she copped in, copped into so it looked like she did have tuberculosis. Like, they really calmed their way through that one. Yeah. Which is why, I, that's really when I was like, they've done this before. When they got like the guy fired was when I started being like, I, have they done this before? Mm, Are they going to kill these people? But at the same time, at the beginning of the movie, they were so aimless, you know? Yeah. But then that goes back to the boxes. Did they mess up a quarter of the boxes so that they could have that conversation to oh, get so they hired? could maybe get a pizza job. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, that's a good point. Are they super skilled con men that are just conning their way into minimum wage jobs? Because <laughs> this seems like uh, all right, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm be honest with something. Why don't you just con your way into the college then? I guess. I mean, that's the big thing. It's like he's always talking about how he's tried and failed to do the college entrance exam it took him four times or something yeah and he's some like con your way in there but so it's like are they con artists or are they not con artists here's the other thing mm. what what explain it to me cody no oh okay <laughs> i don't i don't know I do like that they talked about like oh there's how many people are there that are looking for work and here we are we all four are, are employed and I don't know that I don't know the economic status of South Korea but you know everyone's everyone's been through like a time in their lives where like oh unemployment's really high or really low you know yeah. where it's just like oh hey everyone's had their history of like oh a really bad depression or something and it's yeah. interesting that you know they're just satisfied to lean on having servant jobs you know yeah which i mean the like if you had a family like if you think about if you were a family and you the dad was a driver for the rich family because drivers for rich people make quite a bit yeah art i mean the art tutor probably made the most therapist working four sessions a week like i mean she definitely got paid the most of all of them yeah but i did like how they mentioned that of all of them, I think it was the dad who made the comment that it's like she belongs in this world and the rest of them don't. Oh yeah. Like she could just show up to like these events and stuff these people go to and fit in and nobody would question her being there. Whereas the rest of them they'd be like, You're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Which is interesting, you know, because she you know, yeah. Like you said, she has the confidence to do it. Oh yeah. The con dense yeah it is true it's an old movie trope and all that but you can get pretty much anywhere with a vest and a clipboard and a confident step you can get quite a few places i mean yeah you can i mean i've been a few places am i right Mm -hmm. i think it's i don't know i like i like that it kind of starts as a con movie and then it like quickly turns into a thriller once so the family's gone their family leaves to go camping and they're all kind of just living it up in the house they're like drinking all the fancy booze and stuff yeah which made me nervous personally well that's the thing it kind of turns into this thriller because you get so nervous you're like they're gonna get caught something's gonna go wrong 
And like the thing I didn't expect was for the old housekeeper to come back. Yeah. Like, hey, let me in. And then it was like the thing I didn't expect was for them to let them in. Yeah. So the old housekeeper comes in and then she runs down to the basement and uh, it turns out there's a secret door in the basement and living below the basement in like an escape room or whatever, or a panic room or whatever, yeah. is her husband. That she's just, he's just been down there. He's been down there. And it's just, I don't know, that, it takes such a turn and turns into like a thriller quick. Because you, once you go down that basement, you're nervous, right? Like the lighting oh, is yeah. green and eerie and you're like, what is happening? Like whole movie changes right there, you know? Yeah. It's not like, oh, are they going to get away with this? It's like, oh, there's a whole other thing going on that turns all of us on the head. And like, you, I mean, ever you got to throw out the question, who is the parasite, right? Right. But it's just interesting because it's like, at first you're like, oh, I get it. This family's kind of leeching off the rich family. They con their way in. Good for them. But then you're like, oh, no, there's the housekeeper lady. I've been living there forever. And now her husband is a parasite in the basement. But also, aren't the rich people just parasites? Aren't they just the worst? Yeah. Other times, too. You know, yeah. it's like, no one's really the hero or good guy of the story. Everyone's kind of terrible the in their own way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I kept waiting for like some alien parasite thing to come out of the rock. That's well, what I wanted. It's to funny have you mention that because based on Bong Joon Ho's previous films, yeah, <laughs> totally could have happened. I've seen two of his other movies, but he's got one. I think it's called the. I think the host was done by him, um, but it's about like a big alien monster thing coming. Is this that one of his? Yeah, that's one of his. And the dad and the driver dad. Mm-hmm. Is also in the host, and yeah. it's a monster emerges from Seoul's Han River and begins attacking the people. One victim's loving family does what it can to rescue her, to rescue her from her, its clutches. Yeah, and it's it's like this monster movie. That. And anyway, so it's um, it's on brand for him. So. Yeah, but <laughs> nothing, nothing. I don't know. I've seen so I've, I guess I've seen two of his other movies. This is like far and above my favorite of his. The host is okay. It wasn't really my thing. I did not like Snowpiercer. I think most people loved it. Oh, I love Snowpiercer. I did not like Snowpiercer. Just the vibe was like grimy for me. I couldn't do it. I liked it a lot. Made me feel gross. Uh, Parasite, I thought was wonderful. I didn't realize this was by the same guy who did uh, Snowpiercer. Well, that's the thing. Is I think it's like the first like full Korean movie he's done since 2009. Yeah. He's been doing like... Uh, you know he's been doing like movies that are kind of mixed or they're in english or whatever and so going yeah. back to like a all korean cast all korean movie yeah it had been a while for him yeah which is kind of it's cool when someone produces an english movie like snowpiercer that was like critics really liked and did like pretty well and then still goes back and does it like no i'm a new korean cast korean language film it's yeah cool. which i think a lot of the crew and uh like background characters and several like a couple more forward characters were Korean and Snowpiercer because that was a big deal people were like because mm-hmm. it was at the time when people were like that's a bold move that's a bold move because wasn't it based on like is it a Korean book or is it it's based on like a graphic novel I think is it a graphic novel I'm I'm like because sure. I'm like is this because the there's something where it might be a different movie I'm thinking of that's based on like a German book oh. done by like of another a different foreign actor with an american cast and it's like what who put this together yeah but i do like snowpiercer it's a, lot. a french graphic novel yeah that's what i thought yeah yeah called le transpersonnier the train i've been know. to 
French Canada. I can read French. I got I got spoken to by a waiter in Canada, and he spoke French. And I just looked at him and went, "I was a child, also." Yeah. And I just shook my head, and he was like, put his finger up. He's like, "One second." Stepped away. They had. I looked over. He walked to a crowd of people, all in the waiter uniforms, uh-huh. and someone who. Uh, and then a different person came over, and he was like, "I'll be, you know, I'll take your order." And I was looking over there. I was like, "Those people all speak different languages." Yeah, Montreal. When I was in Montreal, it was a pretty international city. I was yeah. a little surprised. It's also weird too because in Montreal, it seemed like some people were like, "I speak French perfectly, I speak English perfectly." Other people were like, "I speak French perfectly, I speak pretty good English with a very heavy French accent." Like, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that Canada has a place where just like. Oh, yeah. People just speak French. Yeah. Because I was staying in Toronto, but it was at, like, a fancy business hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was like. I mean, Toronto is the New York of Canada. Yeah. It's, like, similar. Here's what I know. Hmm. The speed limit was, like, 85. And I was like, what? And then it was kilometers per hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I've... Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that I spent a long week driving in. (laughs) In Canada, having to do math in my head. I'm like, how fast am I actually going? How fast am I allowed to go? Which number am I following on the speedometer? It's a good time. It is fun. What does this sign say? It's in French. You know? All the questions we like to ask ourselves. Yeah. That's a nice... Here's the thing. Go to Toronto next time. All the signs are in English. And sometimes they comply with the also in French thing. Yeah. Hmm. When are we going to Canada together? <laughs> My favorite part of being Montreal was <laughs> the French movie posters. Where I was like, "What movie is this?" Because <laughs> they've got like you know they've got like a film festival kind of culture, mm-hmm. and so and Denis Villeneuve is from Montreal as well. Oh, yeah. uh, but anyway, sometimes it was just like that John Cena firefighter movie, but like in a French poster, I'm like he looks so like he looks silly in the firefighter because it's like a silly family movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with like the words in French, I was like, "This is too much. This is delightful." <laughs> you never think about it, but <clears throat> yeah, there's, there's that those poster mo- exists in at least a dozen languages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they watched it in other places, probably yeah. poorly dubbed. Oh yeah. Oh man, I don't know. So they're what? They're just enjoying their booze. They're sitting in the living room. Family's gone. I li- I liked their whole conversation. Like they're all obviously drunk. Um, the dad pretends to be mad at the mom, and he's not actually like, oh, I'm pretty good at acting now, whatever. The mom, I liked one of the things the mom said. She was like, whatever, the family's nice. They're nice, you know, they're nice because they're rich. You know, if I were rich, I'd be nice too. Then she like pushes the dog away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the movie did have good humor. I don't know if I picked up on some of it the first time I watched it, but I picked up on more of it watching a second. I just, I think sometimes humor's hard to come across in subtitles. It's a bit of a little bit of a barrier, but I think there was some good humor here. Or I just have a twisted sense of humor, which based on previous movies we've watched, eh, that could be true too. But my favorite moment in the movie was was uh, <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, the guy who tips him off to be the tutor is like, "I'm serious. Like as soon as she, I, I like this girl, when she turns to be." college age i'm gonna ask her out and then like 40 minutes later uh kevin is like i'm serious like i think we really like each other when she turns college age i'm gonna ask her out for real i was like oh that's that's pretty funny it is funny and then also if you want to take the darker route with it is it also him 
getting lost in his own lie because he's pretending to be his friend. Sure. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. You know, his friend is from a wealthy family and going to university and all this stuff. And yes, a university because they're not in America. Right. That's what they call it outside of these yeah. 37 United States. It's 50. I know. I can't do it. I can't. I, I mean, there's only 37 that matter. Let's say the 13 that don't. <laughs> the 13 that don't. Uh, okay. Also, I thought it was interesting. So when you find out there's a dude living in the basement, that's when it clicked for me. Like, oh, the guy, com- the dad complained earlier about the old housekeeper, like, eating for two. You know, like, she ate yeah. too much food or whatever. And like, oh, she, oh, okay. That makes sense. She's been smuggling food. Yeah. Or he's been smuggling food. Yeah, and but that guy was just creepy vibes. And then he owned the cake shop that the guy worked at. I'll see. I didn't. Or did I wrote that down because I was like, wait, he mentioned a cake shop going bust too. It's like, was that a theme of like their things going bust? Or are you saying it's the same? I think it's the same. I think they own. He owned the cake shop that the dad worked at that went bust. Interesting. I don't have to. That is really interesting. That's what it sounded like to me, anyway. I want to keep an eye on that if I if I catch this one again. You can watch as many times as you want. It's on Hulu. Cody. It's on Hulu. You got commercial free Hulu. I didn't have to watch one commercial to watch this movie. You had to watch one commercial. I didn't have. To watch oh, you one. didn't have. Not to. even one. Here's a question: Who are you stealing this Hulu from? Ah, uh, actually, I pay for this Hulu now. <gasps> yeah, <gasps> I used to uh, share with Craig. Craig. So it was Craig's Hulu. Good old Craig. I no longer do. We've parted ways. I mean, streaming service-wise, we're still friends. Oh, okay. I asked mostly because I was wondering if I had given you my Hulu password and <laughs> you were taking mine. Hold up. Do you have <clears throat> commercial-free Hulu? I got commercial-free Hulu. Why am I not stealing your Hulu? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've offered it to you. I, here's the thing. I pay for every single streaming service I use. I'm the source of the stealing. You, you are the true hero. Yeah. I'm the unsung. You're the man with the guest Wi-Fi. Yeah. Everyone else is the parasite on me. I read a really interesting thing. So the family comes back from their camping trip early, and so it's like all panic, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, we have to clean up the mess. And she asked that I make Ramadan. Is there eight eight minutes? Yeah, they're eight minutes away. So here's what I learned about Ramadan in my research about this movie in a previous thing. Give it to me. Okay, so here's what they did. You got ramen noodles, you got udon noodles. Two very different noodles, putting them in the same thing. It's blasphemy, right? It's right. Really, that would be like if I made mac and cheese with spaghetti and macaroni together. You I've know? done that before, though. It's uh, amazing. No, it's stop. You're, it's so you good. are the parasite. I take it back. You're not the hero. You're the parasite. <laughs> uh, and then, but then they add like super expensive steak on top of it. So it's right. like this super ridiculous thing that only a rich person would be like, oh, I can afford to do this. Like, oh, I've got ramen, I've got udon, I've got steak. These all go together, you know? So it's like a statement about class. That they just want it? I don't know. Something like On a that. whim. I mean, can you imagine? Make some ramen and udon? The, the gall. If Gordon Ramsay saw this movie, he'd have a fit. It'd be like mixing angel hair and spaghetti. Stop it. No, not. I mean, isn't it, is it just the thickness of the noodle, Cody? No, it's not. What is the difference? Um, I don't think udon is made with eggs, whereas ramen is an egg noodle. 
More importantly, what's the difference between Korean and Chinese chopsticks or Japanese? Oh, Koreans generally use metal chopsticks, whereas Chinese people generally use bamboo chopsticks. We saw the metal chopsticks here. Yes, we, I also saw a pair of wood chopsticks, but they were like, they didn't look like bamboo, they looked like different wood. Yeah. I do think the preferred method... Here's my problem with the metal chopsticks is they're a lot thinner, but then they like... I feel like the food just slides off of it, whereas the, the wood ones are actually kind of grippy. There's okay. less. There's more friction to hold the food on the chopstick. Here's a real question: Do you have chopsticks? Yes. Not disposable ones. Correct. Nice. Yeah. Makes you feel like an adult. Oh yeah. Than that. It does. And you're like, I have dishwasher safe. Yeah. Chopsticks. Mine aren't dishwasher safe. Here's the thing: I was about to spend like 15 bucks on a nice set of chopsticks, and then we were at us. We were at like Ross or something, where it's like, oh, here's. Six dollar chopsticks, and we're selling them for two dollars. I was like, "Well, let's start there." Yeah, that's a good starting point. Here's a fun fact for you: my chopsticks hmm. were purchased at Ross many years ago. I didn't even. My sister actually bought them while dating a Asian, uh, Chinese man from China with a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Hold on. Was it the guy from this movie? Is he a fake Korean? Maybe. Here's what I know China. about him. Center console of his Benz. Uh-huh. Ha- it was refrigerated. What? It was a cooler. That's Hold all on. I know. Does it... Okay. Okay, I have questions. Yes. So, if you're on a road trip, does it... Does it... is it only a cooler while the car's running? Is it, like, refrigerated, or is it just, like, an insulated thing so you can put he... ice and whatever in it? He described it to her, who described it to me, as a mini fridge in the center console. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now you need is like an oven to keep, like a little like warming oven, you know, to keep like your chicken nuggets warm on your way home from, from the place, the fast or McDonald's. I have I have a little tiny mini fridge that does that. It goes both ways. You can keep, say warm or cold. I have it sitting on my desk. Be jealous. It also has a tiny shelf in it that I immediately took out. Oh. Because it's big enough to fit a six-pack in. Yeah. That's why you need, like, a shelf. You don't need a shelf. Here's, I wrote a note about this thing where it's like the family are con artists that are just taking advantage of, like, Korean society and their need for, like, specifically... I mean, any country has this in the high society, but I feel like it's probably more prevalent... In countries where your image even means more than it does somewhere than like it does in the U.S. or something like that, because uh-huh. you know, U.S. Who cares? Yeah, it might be damaging to a comp like a company you own, but there I feel like your image means more. Sure. Every in every facet of your life, so sure. they're like quietly dismissing people and like using that to their advantage. Yeah, and like the fact that they know they're not gonna bring confront them about the the because the daughter like leaves her underwear in the car to get the guy fired. Yeah, but they know they're like, well, he's not gonna confront him about this and say this just is why. Dismiss him quietly, make something else up. Yeah, yeah. They're just gonna say, no, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, that is interesting. It's always interests me, and it's the same thing like the Jane Austen novels where there's so much more subtlety to the language. You know, where it's like what you say is so passive aggressive but also sophisticated, you know? It's like that kind of vibe. Yeah. 
They're like a whole other world, them rich people. It's like a different city state, you know, than the one we live in. When are we going to get there, Cody? To city states or to Korea? I mean, once we reach one, haven't we reached the other? I actually... (laughs) I just read a, a headline about a bunch of families buying, like, it wasn't that. It was like 91 acres or oh, something. It like and it was like, Georgia? we're going to make a city safe for, for black people. Yeah, in Georgia? Is that what something like that. 12 families yeah. bought all the... Yeah. I saw that too. And can you imagine having 11 families you're friends with and be like, you want to go in on on a little project? Who's going to build the roads to it and from it? Is there already a road there? I don't know. Is it... Are they black families? I... Mm. Are I don't know. white families? I assumed that they were black Is it the families. white savior thing? See, when I read it, I assumed they were white families. That's because you're racist. But here's the thing. I've seen Watchmen, and I therefore know the history about Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is interesting. Watchmen TV show? So there's like a really affluent um, society where like the black community was like thriving in Tulsa, and it went, it went down with the KKK, and they like torched a bunch of businesses, and it was really sad. Oh, it's uh, it's what Watchmen the TV show is about. It's very interesting. I'll have to watch it now. But it's a real, it's a real thing that happened in history, yeah. and people these days are like, oh, uh, history books are super messed up because like all that stuff isn't. People don't. I never learned about that. Yeah. And that was also like it was it was like in the 1910s or 1920s or something. So it like wasn't even, it wasn't even like you know like right after slavery ended or anything like that. Uh-uh. There's nothing. There's you know, nothing interesting happened in the nineteen teens. Put in the history books. Nothing. Well, it's like even outside of that. <laughs> Did you learn about Dunkirk in his in history class? No, I learned about Dunkirk from the movie Dunkirk. Yeah. But the movie Dunkirk assumes you already know what Dunkirk is. Here's what we do in in the U.S. because we're better. We erase the atrocities we commit. And the cool stuff other countries commit. Yeah. Because they commit cool actions. Yeah, that's a good point. It's only sunshine and rainbows in the United States. Oh, yeah. It's been a grand... It's been a... Just... Yes. It's perfect. There's nothing going on here, ever. How are we doing on time? (laughs) Oh, not great. Here's the thing. My computer turned... The screen turned off, so I have no idea. Oh. Oh. Okay. That lady bonked her head somewhat fierce. Yeah. She gets kicked down those stairs. <laughs> she gets, yeah, like back kicked. I mean, smoothly. Oh, yeah. Right back down the stairs. That's like those moments are like <laughs> such a good, like, dark comedy moment where you're just like, oh, she like really nailed that chest kick. Here's the thing wouldn't you make noise if someone kicked you down the stairs? Wouldn't you like shout? It's like when you're being stabbed in the back, the air goes out of you, you know? So, like, right? Here's what we need to do. We need to call... The ghost of Christopher Lee? Yes. <laughs> Say, what does it sound like when a man's getting stabbed in the back? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had not too. So, they talk about, like, the, the traumatic thing that happened to the son. Yeah. The little boy. Um, and then it turns out he saw a ghost. And the ghost turns out it was the, par- it was the parasite, you know? One of the parasites, the guy living in the basement. Yeah. When Creepy that little boy guy. was sitting there eating his birthday cake on the floor, I was like, I do the same thing, you know? 
numbing a midnight snack, sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, am I really eating like this mix of, am I really eating pastry cream and a spoonful of peanut butter? You know, like, and the answer is yes, most of the time. Yeah. Like the things my brain invents to snack on at like 12.32 in the morning are, I mean, they're shameful, but I'm not going to feel bad about them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that was creepy. Yeah, no, he was already creepy before that, and then they showed his glowing eyes slowly coming up the stairs. Yeah, and I'm like, because that man had gone crazy. Oh yeah, he'd gone super crazy. In uh, no, that was a creepy image. I mean, for that, I think that's another thing that this movie's so good. Like the thriller moments, the creepy moments, are so well executed, and the lighting is cool, and you know they made it all work. Yeah, like there's even lighting in the scene where they're trying to crawl out from under the coffee table while the parents are sleeping on the couch, like trying to get away because they're not yeah. supposed to be there. You can see it's just dark enough in the corner where the dad is because he's just lying on the ground in the middle of the ground. Yeah. It's just dark enough you can't really see him, but you can see his feet. And because we know he's there, we see him. But then the parents aren't even thinking about that. You know, it's just like I think the lighting was quite, quite well done in the movie. Yeah. Here's the other thing though, the guy, basement guy, he in real life, he's doesn't have balding hair so i don't know how they did that because when they presented when they won the awards at the academy he's there and you're like you're like this adorable little korean man yeah. and he's so creepy in this movie yeah i've seen him in other movies where he plays creepy characters he's very creepy he's creep, but then like he has a person which i mean just it speaks to him being a good actor but it just he was so adorable in real at the academy in a little tuxedo he's so cute i was like yeah. he's adorable there's also moments when he's doing stuff down in the basement where you're like oh he's normal and then he does some every moment you're like oh maybe he is normal and that was just like a weird situation and then he does something cre- like she feeds him the bottle oh that was, which was weird that. and that you're like this is weird. this guy gone crazy is he insane yeah. and then she they go upstairs and he sends she sends him upstairs and right before that i was like okay he is kind of he's a normal guy that's just kind of been they're hiding from debt collectors. That's why he's down here. Yeah. And then he does his weird crawl up the stairs. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And then they're upstairs just hanging out. And I'm like, okay, they are normal. And then she starts being weird, too. And I'm like, are they both crazy? They're just crazy Especially the just they ask, like, what happened to your face? Because her face is like, she's like, and I'll explain later. Like, what happened to her? She got punched, it looks like. Was it the Lone Sharks thing? Did they catch up to her? Maybe. 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 I thought she was going to have an alien parasite in her. Uh, That would have been a cool way to end the movie. Okay, well, maybe we should move along. But another thing, this is one, I can't take credit for this, like, analysis, because it's something I read. But they talk about... It's like the, it rains super hard. They get out of the house and they make it back home, and their whole thing is like flooding. Right. And then the next day, the rich people are like, they're like, oh yeah, no, we're from lemons and lemonade. We don't have the camp campground anymore, but let's have a garden party, you know. And it's just like the problems, you know. It's like the rich people's problem is, oh, we can go camping, and the poor people's problem, just from the same rain, is our house is totally flooded. Yeah. And we have to live, you know, we have to go sleep in a gym somewhere with, like, 200 other people who are displaced mm-hmm. from the floods. It was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It all climaxes in a really interesting way. 
like the pacing of the movie is a little different because the first part you're like oh it's just a con movie then the second part you're like oh this is super intense they're about to get caught there's people happening and they're gonna get found out mm-hmm. they make it out of that and then there's this garden party for, you know this birthday party for the kid and everything goes wrong yeah because they were i mean they're nailing it up until the moment where they're not yeah because here's the question what was the son going down the stairs to do with the rock i don't know was he going to da- going down to kill him with the rock i mean someone was gonna have to check on him and they hadn't really made a plan but maybe maybe that would be the most i mean he did go to check on the the lady because she was there and he's like are you okay you know so maybe he was just checking on him maybe he was gonna hurt him with the rock maybe he was gonna give them gift them the rock of fortune yeah maybe a scholar's yeah. rock i don't know it doesn't go well i mean it's funny that the first time he gets hit with the rock they don't show it and you're like oh i think he just got his head smashed with the rock and the second time they show it they show him getting a kit on the head with the rock yeah pretty brutal <clears throat> yeah which made me think i was like it doesn't look like he got hit in the head and i was about to be like where did he hit him and then it, he throws it down i was like that's i said well that answers my question yeah because it just gets the top of yeah, his head. I just I didn't see that being the sequence of events, right? The crazy guy getting out of the basement and then grabbing a knife and like attacking people at the party. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. But then it even goes further because he attacks the daughter and the daughter's bleeding. And so then the dad's trying to help. Then the rich dad is just trying to get his son to the hospital and can't get the car keys because of the fight that's happening. Like no one's helping the help, right? Yeah, no one's helping. The mom, who's the housekeeper, is fighting off the guy from the basement, and like no one's doing anything. They're just like running away. Yeah, and it's interesting to see like the dad kind of get fed up, and he he stabs, you know, Mister Kim, Mister Park, Mister Park, Park and Kim, Mister Park, uh, which I didn't see coming. He runs away. It's just a crazy, and then but that's not the end of the movie. Yeah, and that puts it, so there's not really a third act like that should have been the third act and instead like it's kind of split between what happens at the party and then like the final resolution yeah which i think is really interesting because it makes like probably the most interesting point which is right so the dad ends up going to the, he disappeared right and it's because he went down to the basement because no one knew about the basement except mm-hmm. for his family at this point he escapes to the basement he's like morse coding a letter out his son gets the letter his son's like i'm gonna do it like, I'm going to raise enough money to buy the house. And then he does. And then they're there. And then it was just, like, his wish. Yeah. It's what he wished could have happened. But it's like, so what did you, I mean, that's my question. Is like, what did you get out of the ending? The very end? Because I, I feel like there's two ways of interpreting that. There's, like, the, this is what I'm going to do. And it's like, this is the resolution. Mm-hmm. This is where he is now. End of the movie, you know? Like, yeah, goes back to him. With his mom in the base in the sub basement. Yeah. See, I think. See, when I watched it, I thought the opposite. I yeah. was like, "Oh, oh my goodness, he's, that's so smart! Like they, it all worked out okay." And then when I saw him, just like in the sub basement, I was like, "Oh, it would never work. It's not going to work. That's just what he wishes like would have happened." Yeah. And I think one thing that support. I think I think that's the best of the film. And I think one thing that supports that is, I guess, that the ending song was written by Bong Joon-ho as well, and it's called 565 Years, which is like, that's how much money it would have taken him to save up enough money to buy the house. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't think... I mean, that's what I got... I think it was such a cool way to make that point, because everything gets so dark, and then for a second, you're like, oh, it's okay. 
and then it kind of lets you back down here. It's like, well, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's a really interesting way to end a movie, and I think it really like stands on its own, like storytelling and the themes of the movie. And I think it's another reason that like it marks a strong film. Yeah, in my opinion. Now I do think, like you said, I think it is like he wishes this is how it would go, but you know, because so much of the movie is this disparity between rich and poor. And how you could never get, to, he could never get to the level where he could buy that house. Mm-hmm. You know, which, I mean, in real life, it would be, it is possible, but you have to do some pretty amazing things to be able to purchase that house. Oh, yeah, you really do. I mean, yeah. You know, it's not unheard of. You have of, to be a multimillionaire but, to get that house. It's not yeah. just the kind of thing that's like, oh, I'm doing pretty well. I yeah. can buy that kind of house. Like, no, you have to. You have to own a huge multi probably billion dollar tech company like yeah you have to have means and connections too they even say when they're showing the house like oh we don't don't just show anyone to this house it's a house built by an architect yeah you have to have money and and it's in a city it's not even like oh i I paid an architect to build this home in the country nope it's a home built by an architect in the country yeah with at least four stories yeah but the but the real estate agents they don't know about the sure don't the bunker they sure don't. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a great movie. I think it's very good. I think it's intense at times. I think it's funny at times. And I, I like movies that do that. Yeah. It's hard to do, but boy, do I love it when it works. Yeah. And it makes you think mm-hmm. about society, etc. But no one cares about that. Here's what people care about. Fun facts. Yeah. I have one last fun fact to share. Is this the one that when you found you Perhaps said... <laughs> the most supercilious yes. of all the fun facts I've ever heard. I believe you called it the best fun fact. Yeah. It's not the best fun fact because it is the best, and it's not the best because it's the worst. It's the best because it's so obscure. It's something I never would have thought to ask. It answers a question that I didn't know I had. Yeah. This movie was edited using Final Cut Pro 7, which has not been supported by Apple since 2011. On a computer that was not updated since 2014. I've edited stuff in Final Cut uh, 7 in the year 2010. <laughs> Fun fact. So, uh, didn't you want to know? Didn't you want to know that this was done on a software no longer being supported? On a computer that hasn't been updated in six years? I did want to know. I did want to know that. I mean, I don't know what they're using now, but when I was in 2010... Final Cut, like, I think it was like 10 or like X. I think, I don't know if it was X or 10, but it was, they did it with an X. So I don't know if it was, yeah. you know, Apple, you're like, is it's this Apple. an X or is this a 10? And then one, and then yes. Anyway, that's what they were working. That's what Apple was doing at the time. Right. Anyway, it's retro. It's on set. One of those things like, oh, it's retro from 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's not really, but it is good for them. But you were saying it was outdated 10 years ago when you were using it. Oh, yeah, it was at the end of its life cycle, certainly. It was one of those things where it's like, ah, not everyone can afford a license to the brand new thing, but next year Apple's going to stop supporting it, and we're all going to have to upgrade. Not Bong Joon-ho. He's like, I know an editor who's got Final Cut 7, and he's got a computer that uh, has not been updated in six years. My cousin used to know a guy (laughs) that would edit movies. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's On a MacBook Air. So I guess the last question is, would you... Would you recommend Parasite? I would recommend Parasite to 
like to certain people, you know, like friend, like friends like you were are into movies. Yeah, which it's one of those. It's it's so sad, but like subtitles are such a barrier for some people. Even if this was all in English, I would say the same thing though. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is for some people it'll be the subtitles. Yeah. For other people, it'll just be you know you have to appreciate dark humor. You have mm-hmm. to be willing to sit through a foreign film. You have to be, you know, like it's, it's a different one, but yeah. it's. I do think it's a great movie, and I would recommend it to people who are interested. I would encourage people to watch it if they're interested. I don't know if I would go out of my way to like talk someone into watching this movie because it is its own thing. Yeah, if someone's on the fence, kind of like what you say, like if someone's on the fence, push them towards watching it. But if they're like, "What's that movie?" You're like. Don't worry about it. So I'd say I give it about at least I'm saying seven quibbies. Seven quibbies? Seven quibbies for me. I'll give it going quibbies. Quib you know, what's the value of a quibby? Talk about now, future, or past. Quibbies a quibby does not diminish in value, alright? A quibby is what it is. I'll give it I'll give it six quibbies and a Gen 1 MacBook Air. <laughs> there you go. So that they can edit, re-edit the film that to their liking. That Final Cut 7, you know? That's, yeah. That was the sweet spot. That was when it was back when it was good. Yeah. Everything new is awful. Let's go back to the old stuff. Yeah. Did the mom win an Olympic medal? She won a medal. Okay. That wasn't an Olympic, was it? I don't know. All right, I'll do some research. Yeah, I'll right. back to you. Thanks so much for listening. Share us. Don't share us. I don't care. What I do care about, I want you to tweet me. At Opinion Havers. I just so lonesome on the Twitterverse. Such a dark, scary place. And I need someone to comfort me. Do you feel like a parasite on that Twitterverse? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I also tweet, but nobody tweets at me. Cody likes my tweets. You'll find me. Yeah. I won't find you though. Cause I, every time here's the every time I try to open up Twitter, uh-huh. tells me I have to log in. Then I log in with the credentials for the Twitter account. Yeah. Then what? And it says, "All right, you're logged in. Now log in." This is why I've always encouraged you to get on Mastodon. Look, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. When are we gonna get those community? There's seven of us. We have a good time. Yeah. Cool. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, watch movies and have opinions. Why did she feed him a bottle? Okay. Look, if no one's ever rubbed your belly and cradled you and bottle fed you, I don't think you know what it feels like to be loved. And I'm worried about your marriage. That's fair.